One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Witch, please stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself. And for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh**, wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh**? I can't say sh**, this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can hour never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. You're listening to Basic Witches Podcast. My name is Leah Kanauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest, and we had a queen witch in the house today, Roz Dresfelez. She's a comedian, witch, host of the Ghosted with Roz Dresfelez podcast, and an all-around hoot. Oh, yeah. They are so fun, and we had a blast. Um, Very spiritual uh, conversation with a very psychic reading at the end, which totally encapsulated the whole conversation. So be sure to keep listening for that. Um, We want to let our coven know that we have some magical changes in the works, you know? Yes. We are recording this episode on the Lionsgate portal, 8 Eight, the three-year anniversary of the Basic Witches podcast that you know and love. And it's time for some up-leveling. Yes. You know, we gotta we gotta walk the walk. We talk the talk, we gotta walk the walk. So we're taking a little break for ourselves. And when we come back, we are gonna be a bi-weekly show. Um, you know, this show takes a lot to run. We need the support from the coven and so give us that loving um we have some magical stuff in the works we are going to be writing a tv show and a movie um so if you want to support both of which yes. you will love, love. <laughs> and we it really takes a coven to make the show happen it takes a village and um when you hear this episode this will be the start of the transition to bi-weekly. We're going to put the other in every other Witchy Wednesday. And in order to keep this show going, we need your support. We have so many listeners and so few patrons in the Patreon, and we straight up need your support. So if you want to show that in through the feminine energy of currency, Get on the Patreon coven. You can find the link in the Instagram at Basic Witches. And once you're in, you get to see the magic happen. You get ad-free video episodes ahead of the curve before Mm -hmm. they drop. And you get readings from us, your Basic Witches. That's right. We are so, so grateful for every one of you that listens and leaves us amazing iTunes reviews. Um, We're so grateful for you for listening. And actually, now it is time for our patron readings. 
Yes. So Caitlin, wherever and whenever you're listening to this, this card pull is for you, Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin. I'm going to pull from my deck of hearts. This will just be a mantra. Let's breathe. Mm. I am growing. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that made me feel good. I hope it made you feel good, Caitlin. Next up, we have our lovely patron, Kenya. Thank you so much for your support, Witch. This reading is for you, Kenya. Let's breathe. I love my body. Feel that body, Kenya. Yes. And last but certainly not least, long time loving in the coven, we've got patron Venus. Yes, Venus. Let's breathe for Venus. Everything is always working out for me. Oh. And so it is. And so it is. We thank you so much, everyone who's supporting and the future selves of you listening that are supporting. We're really in this together and we know you're going to enjoy the heck out of this episode with Roz Dresvelez. Roz, it's so nice to meet you and have you on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you feeling today? Do you know the astrology of today? You know, I am not, I, I'm not a big astrology person and not for any specific reason other than just my brain. I'm a sober person. I've done a lot to my brain and it, there's very <laughs> little can fit in there. And it's, it's like learning a language, you know, I've, uh-huh. I've, oh, I have tarot decks. I have a lot of things in here, but I, you know, Duolingo, I got a lot of things I'm trying to learn. I can't figure out, you know, so I don't, I, for that reason, I don't know much about astrology. Um, well, we astrology can tell you. And sex in the city. I feel like there's, those are like the two things where people are like, oh, you're like a Miranda or you're a Libra or whatever. You know, I don't know those things, but I love to hear about it. Those are my two specialties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, today is 8-8, which is very powerful. It's known as the Lion's Gate. It's also a new moon. It's in Leo. It's also the three-year anniversary of our first ever Basic Witches episode dropping. So it's like a very powerful cosmic kind of day. Yes. And congrats. Three years. That's amazing to do a podcast for three years, especially a podcast where you have guests, which that's, you know, I know it's, it's hard to get people and to coordinate (laughs) things and, you know, to do that for three years. That's incredible. It's like getting married every week because you have to plan (laughs) like, you know, a lot of details. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Maybe this can add to the, to the alignment and whatever that, so I, I've been doing my podcast, um, well, it, they were first released in January of 2019, but it was, uh, I believe, August that I started um, getting this idea and, and reaching out to people and coming up with the whole concept. So like three years ago, I'm going to say today, three years ago yes! today <laughs> was the day that I decided to start interviewing people about ghosts. Yes. Let's talk about ghosted. Yes. Your fabulous okay. ghost stories podcast show. Yeah. I, like- um, Every week I have on uh, different people, fun, funky, cool people. I like to have on celebrities. I have a lot of those people from ghost hunting TV shows. I have on listeners. Um, And it really started because my favorite TV show was Celebrity Ghost Stories. Uh, Did you ever see that show? No. No. Oh my God. It's streaming in various places, but. It was basically celebrities telling their ghost stories with reenactments and the reenactments were so like 
some party city wigs. Like it was so cute. Like, <laughs> the, you know, I just loved it so much. And um, I, it went off the air and then I just, I really liked the paranormal and I had had a number of experiences, but I didn't know a ton about it, but I knew like, okay, maybe I can like be funny. And I know a lot of celebrities and maybe we can just tell ghost stories. And uh, then I started recording it and, and then I started to go, okay, this is fun, but I don't know what I'm talking about. So I've, so I decided to start reaching out to paranormal professionals and learning more about ghost hunting and different theories of what this stuff is. And, um, and yeah, I've just kept doing it. And so now it's been three years today <laughs> that I've been doing <laughs> this podcast and it's just so much fun. Do you oh, feel like right? since talking about it more, you have more spooky experiences or you're more open to it? You know, I thought that would happen. Um, and maybe, you know, what's happened more is I've gotten more logical. Uh, I've, I've had more, okay, when this started, I had this idea, okay, someone dies in a place and then it's haunted and then there's spooky oogly boogly ghosts. And, um, you know, very limited knowledge of this stuff. And as time has gone on, I've definitely expanded, you know, when you hear ghost stories and really the way that we learn about this stuff is from stories is it's mm -hmm. anecdotal evidence. It's hearing people's experiences and it's, um, going out and having them for yourself. And uh, so I've heard so many stories of what's possible. And I've just gotten to this point where I kind of have to go, now, wait a minute, I just heard something in here. Is it because like, it, you know, my brain used to go ghost, there's a ghost in here. But now <laughs> I'm like, no, I need to think it out. You know, I have to sort of, you know, I try to be like, I, I kind of am a, an aspiring paranormal investigator at this Ooh. point. And so I have to sort of be an investigator. But I think with any conversations about this stuff, I believe that it's really important to be skeptical. It's really important to be objective about this stuff and to not always jump to conclusions. I think it's I think it's great for people that are just kind of have a casual experience and they explain what it was for them and, and uh, what their interpretation of what it is, is, but for someone like me, that's sort of getting more into this paranormal professional kind of uh, vibe, uh, you know, that professional term vibe. Uh, <laughs> I, I find that I have to sort of not have these specific beliefs where I go oh yeah that that's a demon or oh that that's here's how you get rid of that here's this I just for me it's just not it's not I don't think it's helpful for me I think it's instead I like to take the approach of hey let's let's hear a lot of people's ideas and then you can decide for yourself Oof, love Feels that like, would you say you're a basic ghost hunter <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I'm definitely just like some dumb dumb drag queen that likes this stuff <laughs> And uh, yeah, I certainly don't claim to be a scientist or uh, really anything other than someone that wants to hear more about it and wants mm -hmm. to, you know, it's human nature for us to want answers, you know, mm -hmm. and part of the fun of what I talk about is it's the unknown. We don't know. And it's, and it's interesting to talk to psychics and uh, various people that, have an understanding of what this stuff is. But as time goes on, I'm kind of like, what if, what if it's all true, but it's just true differently for different people? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And what we say on this show is we know that we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, I really started to get to this, to this state of mind with it. Uh, maybe last year during the pandemic, I was, I grew up Catholic and I had these ideas of demons and you got to get the holy water and the exorcist and, you know, all this stuff. And, and I started to hear more and more stories about people having these dark energies that I think a lot of people would jump to saying that they're demons. And, and they would tell me about this crystal or this sage or, you know, and then other people would say, 
uh, no, you have to get holy water and you have to get a rosary. And, and, and I started to say, well, which one is it? Mm. And then I've gotten to this point where I think so much of it is about your conviction and what you believe. And I think that it's, you know, it's sim- not unlike with witchcraft where it's your practice can be unique for yourself. And it's, it's about your belief and your power and your, uh, your conviction, you know, your, um, the power of your brain, your essence, your, however you want to look at it. Um, yes. so that's sort of what I'm, I, I believe. And, and I think that it, it also opens us up to even more possibilities with this stuff to think in a way like yes that. oh my gosh uh, I'm yesing everything you're saying because I'm on the same wavelength um Love it. I, I recently went on the Kelly show another podcast and we were talking about how even your own truth changes over time like of I'm course a, yeah I'm a different person than I was seven years ago by a long shot and so we kind of came up with like this idea that maybe there's a few universal truths, but there's really no commonality truth. It's all like my current perception is, my current perception is, my current totally. perception is. It's like, it's all a perception of your reality happening yeah, at any given moment. I think if you're doing uh, human right, then yes, you should be evolving <laughs> at, at all times. Um, But, uh, you know, I think that one thing that it always comes down to for everything, like one universal belief that I think always holds true is just to do good, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a good person. And then everything else is kind of up in the air, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that even if you look at different religions and and in witchcraft you know so many things, it's like just do good, try to be positive, try to be a good person. And then, you know, your beliefs on other things can change here and there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't be an asshole. I had, <laughs> do I'm, no harm. I'm so excited. We're talking about spooky stuff. Cause I had a crazy spooky ghost, like synchronicity last night. What? I've been what? wanting to tell yes. you guys. Okay. So I just finished watching, rewatching actually Love is Blind after the altar. And <laughs> wait, wait, Love is Blind. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Love is Blind wait. is the one where they're like in the where they can't see each other. Yes. yes. Okay. I yes. certainly, yes, the pandemic got me there. Yes, exactly. And they did a follow-up season. So I was watching that proudly, I will add. And um, so it just finished, and I was like, okay, well, I should watch something else. But there were these flies in my place. I live in like a studio cottage, so there's just like fl- it attracts flies, and there were these flies flying around. I was trying so hard to get them out the door I was really frustrated kind of gave up and then I put on randomly the next thing that I chose to watch was this Jackie Collins documentary it literally opens the first five minutes of this documentary is there's a fly buzzing around and then the woman talking on camera for like her testimonial in the documentary she was like hold on there's this fly in here like I really want to get it out of here there's this whole scene about how there's this fly in here and she wants to get it out I'm watching with like my mouth just agape I'm like what the fuck this synchronicity then they get more into it and they talk to another person and they talk to her sister Joan Collins and then they play this clip for her and then Joan goes you know that's so interesting that that happened because Jackie came back as a fly what the like fuck? she's convinced because a fly was following her uh, shortly after Jackie's death. And Joan truly believes that Jackie came back as a fly. And the first five to 10 minutes of this documentary is about how she's a fly. And this is after I was just trying to kill the flies. So then after that, I gave them more like compassion. I was like, okay, you can stay here, Jackie. Like I, I won't, I won't push oh you out. Oh my God. That's cool. That's like, better than some kind of 3d it's like an immersive documentary it's right. like rent it this and we'll wild. send you flies. 
it, it's like an echo. I, I'm I'm feeling like you got an echo from the matrix. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. It felt so. And then I made my boyfriend come in and I was like, watch this first five minutes. Like after we were just trying to chase down the flies and the flies are still in here. So I'm like, Jackie, go the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> I have compassion, but you've overstayed your welcome. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. Ooh. Love shit like that. Does I that do ever happen too. to you, Roz? Do you ever get like, synchronistic weird moments that you kind of can't explain oh my god totally yeah I I I mean I've always been very open and aware of this kind of stuff and and I am a very everything happens for a reason I look for signs I you know actually my belief on things like tarot and and psychic readings is sort of um to give validation to things you know it's like it's almost like seeking out a sign that you're on the right path or um so I so I do look for those things constantly where I'm like okay I think this is part of the journey you know I I talk to people about deja vu and I think mm -hmm. that something like deja vu is when something happened I actually had it happen last night when <gasps> I'm thinking about what it happened uh not to copy you no that's crazy I, was, I believe you <laughs> Yeah. I believe you. Um, my podcast came out three years ago today. Um, <laughs> I was um, I was hosting an event. I, I still do. Uh, I, we can get into this too if you want. But like I, before the pandemic, I was like a full time drag queen, and now I'm transitioning, and now I'm sometimes doing drag stuff, sometimes not. Whatever. So I I, I was actually hosting a private event last night um, in somebody's backyard, and. And when it was over, I was talking to this woman. And for a split second, I was like, I've had this, I feel like I've had this conversation in this backyard with this person. Oh. It was just a quick little thing like that. And, you know, that doesn't always happen to me, but, but I do think that when those things happen, it's confirmation that this is, that this is, what's supposed to happen it's part of the path it's part of the journey it's like you know it's you it's on the right track this is where you're supposed to be and uh, I don't know it's just I how think, I view it I think so too I think it seems like anecdotally collecting this evidence over these three years on the pod like it does yeah. seem like when you're feeling more aligned you experience more synchronicities so I do uh -huh. think well, I also think that we all have these things all the time. It's just a matter of paying attention to right. it. Yes, and right. Sometimes what you need is to hear people talking about it to know, oh, I'm supposed to pay attention to this. That phrase, paying attention, not kidding, has come up, I think, uh, like in the last three episodes. Like we keep coming back to pay attention. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, I, I talk to people about that with psychic abilities as well. I think that we all have them to an extent. It's just a matter of, paying attention I think a lot of times people go oh I kind of feel something and eh, it's just probably yeah, they that brush salad it off. I ate earlier or like you know they don't like think about mm -hmm. that, that it could be something else um and I'm somebody that yeah I grew up in a house where my grandmother stuck around after she died and Ooh. she kind of taught me what it's like when there's somebody in a room that you can't see and so as I got older I've had these experiences and I always say I'm not to the point where I'm, I can charge anyone. I am not a professional in that regard at all, but I have had so many moments where I go places and I'm like, I think this place is haunted. And then I talk to the person that lives there, the person that owns the place wherever, and they say, uh, oh yeah, we've heard that or, you know, yes, we have a ghost in this room or whatever. So I've kind of had enough confirmation with that, that I know that I have a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, and I also have a really good, I mean, maybe I'm an empath or I, I, I don't really know. I don't really put labels on myself like that, but I, I'm pretty good at sniffing out shitty people. Uh, <laughs> That's I when you know you're a witch. Yeah. I, 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 I have a pretty good bullshit radar. Um, now I don't know if that just also comes with uh, getting burned a, a few times and saying, I'll never do it again, or, you know, looking for signs or whatever, but um, I'm pretty good at that too. So, and I think that it is like a psychic ability of some sort. It's just, you know, I just, I choose to acknowledge it.
it and and I kind of call it intuition and and you kind of have to go okay wait a minute this person's given me that vibe I've had before and and it's but it's also a fine line between getting vibes off people and being judgmental you know I have to check myself sometimes where I'm like do I just not like that person Mm. because I'm being a little bitch or do I like just not like that person because something energetically I have a Mm. really close friend that has a friend where I'm like that we just don't mesh and it is for no reason on paper you would think we would and Mm. it's just when I'm around that person I just don't my energy and their energy or it's something where we just don't click mm-hmm. and I and, and I don't and I feel bad talking to my friend like I don't like your friend you know <laughs> but it's like I just it's beyond that to me it's just something it's not like we fight necessarily it's mm-hmm. a lot of me biting my tongue actually but I just kind of I just don't you know I don't know I, don't, so I just look at the I choose I don't to think, that. I don't think you have to click with everyone I don't think everyone has to click with everyone right yeah well, yeah I mean how interesting would you be if you know you if, if everyone you... liked you yeah <laughs> boring <laughs> what would I complain about and I think it's also a fine line between fear and intuition I feel like we get a lot of questions about that from listeners of like am I just afraid something's gonna happen or am I picking up on it and I think like mm. a good way to practice and learn is noticing again paying attention like on those times when, when you didn't listen to your intuition, I think that's the easiest place to start. Honestly, is like in those regretful moments Mm -hmm. where you're like, I knew it. I fucking knew I didn't like this person, or I shouldn't have gone to this place. Then pay attention then and, and reverse and be like, how could I have listened to it better? And then try that the next time. Right. You know, but it's, it's really tough. And I've actually had psychics tell me this kind of a thing too, where when you're emotionally involved or you're too close to something, Mm. you, you almost, your, your abilities, it's, you get confused, you know, and it's easier to see on the outside. You can tell someone what they need to do, or, or you can see uh, a bigger picture, but when you're in it, it's really hard. And, and I've dealt with that in relationships where, Mm. It's like, I'm really good with my bullshit radar when it comes to business things or or stuff like that, um, or acquaintances, but I've been in situations where my heart is involved with a person Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a red flag, but I also really like them. And I just don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And then it turns out like, Oh yeah. I should have listened to those red Mm. flags. I so hear you. I'm in the dating world right now. And I so hear you. Yeah. It is harder when the heart is involved. Why is that? Do you think? Why is that Mm. harder? Why? Well, I think it is like that. Your emotion, you know, it's also, um, I think you want an outcome, you know, you Mm. have in your mind an outcome that you you're hoping for right you know I think that when it's when it's something that you're not attached to you can just kind of look at it more like mm. oh well what you know it's like you watch mm-hmm. a movie you're like How, however this will end it'll end whatever but yeah. then if it's something that you're like really into you're like I hope this is what happens you know I really uh-huh. you know the heart right. gives the benefit of the doubt yeah it makes it murky sometimes Mm -hmm. but it's also beautiful because that's like the hope that's the hopeful yeah pure like angelic spirit of like believing in the best we um, you also from those experiences since you you're not able to make those you can't decipher um between your heart and your intuition sometimes as mm -hmm. tough as those experiences are once the healing has been done, it gives you insight for when somebody else might be in that situation. Yeah. You can pass it along, maybe. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We love a jade crystal. We don't want to be too jaded. <laughs> we have a little bit of rose quartz, a little bit of hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when you said that your grandma helped you learn what it's like to have a presence in the room you can't see, what did you mean? <laughs> I also wanted to ask that. Right. Um, Well, uh, she died when I was five. And um, the house that she lived in with my grandfather, he decided to move out. 
to a smaller place. And then my parents bought that house. And so I grew up in it. And, you know, I was so young when she died. I have two older sisters and, and I kind of, the way I've always interpreted it is that since I was so young, she was kind of like, well, let me get a little bit of grandma time with you. And, um, and, and it's funny, I kind of got confirmation once I became an adult because I have a cousin that's a couple months younger than me and we're the two youngest of the of all the cousins. And she was house sitting for my parents and she was like, remember how you used to say that grandma haunted? And I was like, yes. She's like, uh, and she heard her walking in our upstairs and she heard her go to the top of the stairs and yell out my grandfather's name or kind of question, you know, like, is he home? Are you home? Um, right, right. And she said she had two experiences throughout the week. Um, she also heard a door open. Uh, so was there significance to that week? Why do you think it was that week she was making an appearance? Yeah, I don't remember. This was probably about 10 years ago now. Um, so I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I think it's because she had her alone. She had my younger cousin alone in the house and she was like, you know, there's So that. could you feel her, see her? Yeah, I can't say, I can't say that I 24 seven, it's not like we constantly had things happening. There's a lot of either, um, either denial or just, uh, didn't have experiences from a lot of my family members. So Mm. it's not like it was, we lived in a haunted house on the street. Like it was, it was just these little experiences. There's always a handful that kind of pop out to me. I always think of her as she was I mean she was a grandma like she was I would um get into fights with my mom as a kid and then uh things would happen like I I remember a candle flipping off of the the table and in front of me and and it was funny because I remember when that happened my mom was in another room and I was yelling at her and under my breath I was saying horrible things about my mom and it flipped off in front of me and I remember being like okay, I get it. Like, I won't talk to my mom that way. And I, and it was, it's funny because my mom assumed that I knocked over the candle as I, in my rage, oh. but it, it really wasn't. Um, and then the, the big thing that happened was I, uh, I woke up uh, one night and I saw her and um, she was, she was basically standing I often describe it as she was standing at the foot of my bed, but she was, I don't remember a full body. Um, I just kind of, maybe it was, I was just looking at her face so much Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that, you know, that's where the emotion was coming from. And so I don't, I don't know if she was just parts or, or what, but I just remember specifically seeing her face and she was translucent and category was ghost and she was tens across the board she was she was translucent she was serving yes oogly boogly realness uh but no she was um she gave me a look that was it just kind of seemed like yes i'm here and i'm okay and you're okay and and then she just sort of disappeared just kind of yeah went away so cool it was really cool. And it's the only time I've ever seen a ghost that I know of. Um, you know, I hear a lot of these stories where ghosts look exactly like living humans and, and then they're all of a sudden not there. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen other ghosts, but that's True. the only one that I know of. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's how I kind of, I kind of, it's really a sixth sense kind of a thing yeah. where I just kind of know it's, it's almost like a smell. It's, it's uh it's like a feeling and, mm-hmm. and I, and I have actually felt emotion attached to it at times in my life as well, where, um, you know, I, I work really hard to keep the frequency up and, and I feel that I've, I've felt a lot of happy, happy spirits at times in my life. Uh, and I've also been to places where I don't like, I feel heavy darkness and I often have to be like, is that just because I don't like the vibe of these people here Mm. or is it just like there's something else going on and I have had confirmation on that too of people being like yeah well this place used to be uh you know this that or the other at one point um so 
Yeah. But you know, as I go out in paranormal investigate, it's, it's a tool that can be used, uh, but not unlike the, the other intuition that we were just talking about. It's, it's where you, you don't want, you, you can't get the two confused. You know, you can't, Mm. you can't be like, I have a feeling there's a ghost here, but it's like, well, is there? Because like no, no, nothing else is telling us that there's a ghost. You know, mm-hmm. I also have to often say, well, I think I felt a ghost there, but I knew it was haunted to begin with. So then it's like, that's oh. a kind of a, you know, that gets tricky when you have that mm-hmm. in your brain already that you're in a haunted location. Totally. Um, so, okay. I, I like, to- oh, go ahead. Oh. I, I like um, some of these paranormal shows. They like blindfold the uh, psychics and they don't Ooh. tell them where they are. And and I talk to a lot of those people and I, and I choose to believe them when they say that like, we don't tell them where they are. Like we really, we really go through lengths to make sure that they have no clue where they are or that, you know, we don't give them any backstory. And so I like that kind of- What do thing. they experience? They feel like cold- Oh, sometimes they'll, there's this one, Michelle Bellinger, who I am obsessed with. I've had her on my podcast and she's known for getting blindfolded and she'll just be like, right over here is where there was a body. It was a man. It was, you know, she can like tell you everything. And then they're like, yeah, that is actually what happened. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Okay. I have to ask, is your grandma, did she go by Nana Maria? Or anything close to that? Anna Maria? Nana Maria? No, her name was Lorraine. Okay, okay. Oh, not close at all. And then was the grandpa Jim or David? Rupert. <laughs> not at all. Okay. <laughs> I love, I love Still that we're basic trying. Witch. <laughs> Are you a psychic? Well, I have, I have had a lot of mediumship type stuff come through in readings for clients. And I truly like, I'm not trying. I just hear stuff before appointments and well, a lot of them have been accurate. I wonder if someone listening yeah. though has maybe names that Ooh. I'm sure we'll hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the first thing both of you saw like a movie or show where you were like, oh my God, I, I'm terrified of this, but I love this shit. Mine Ooh. was Blair Witch Project. Ooh. I, uh, it's so weird because I was raised Catholic, but my parents, uh, it's so funny because yeah, I grew up in like nineties, two thousands, and my parents were very seventies. And I feel like they had a lot of, I mean, they were like in their teens and twenties and the seventies and they had a, a lot of, um, it's like the, once the eighties hit, they started having kids and then, then they would kind of raise us on seventies stuff. And I think at this point it had been 20 years since they'd seen any of that stuff. So they don't really, they just kind of remember, Oh, this is kind of fun. They don't really remember the details. And uh, my parents at a very young age showed me Carrie and the exorcist. Wow. (laughs) I know, which is, it sounds abusive to be honest, but (laughs) I loved them so much and they've shaped me and to who I am today. And I actually, I have it somewhere on my Instagram. When I was, I think I was eight I made my own little home movie called Harry. Oh no. I played uh, a little boy version of Carrie. And- um, I need to see this. Yeah, it's super cute. I mean, it's like old VHS, it's not great quality, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it definitely has uh, a moment of me going to the prom and uh, a, a cup of water <laughs> spills on me. Cause of course I, I couldn't get any access to pig's blood. And, sure. um, I didn't want to get any of my clothes wet. So I am shirtless, uh, little shirtless eight-year-old with a cup of water being spilled on them. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of, but then, you know, something like the exorcist you see at, at a young age and, and combining that with catholic beliefs it's it right it really informs your ideas of like demons and mm-hmm. i actually know exorcists now and, and you know people are like that's not it like mm-hmm. that is not it's hollywood movies yeah and it's so crazy because i was just reading about how the ouija board was all fun and games and family fun until the exorcist came out mm. because then it it 
the Catholic church and everything said, oh, demonology, that the demons can come through the board. It like, wasn't like that before. So that, I know that was a big well, turning point. And it's, you know, there's so much stigma around the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And I actually, there's a woman named Karen A. Dahlman, who's a Ouijaologist and uh, a Ouija therapist. And she like wow. uses it. Uh, she's also, she's very into the Ouija and I've had her on and we talk a lot about this. And, um, you know, my question started to become, well, why can you ghost hunt and use these different tools or go to a psychic or whatever? And, mm. and to, yeah, sure. Some Christians might say, oh, that's the devil or whatever. But I think so many more people assume that the Ouija is mm-hmm. the devil. And mm-hmm. I don't, um, I don't see why that is, but other things aren't, or it's opening a portal and, you know, all these, you know, so I don't know. Maybe it's it is. So maybe it's not. Interesting. I've heard so many different opinions. Even professional witches be like that they they would not recommend working with a Ouija board. That it is demonic and scary. I I love them. I, I do love too. Them personally. Okay. Do you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you guys uh, remember this or if you were old enough or whatever. But there was a thing called chat roulette. A co- oh, we like know maybe this. Yeah, yeah. years ago that's what a ouija board is but with the other side you're <laughs> just sort dicks. of like who's here who's next is it a penis what is right. this who am i talking to uh and you just sort your of name in the chat <laughs> yes exactly a s l yes age sex location um we also like the weed g yes oh leah and i yeah. are big <laughs> Magical marijuana folk. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I, I loved weed. I don't do, I've been sober for sober for uh, six and a half years, but wow. I think, you know, before I die, maybe, maybe I'll <laughs> visit old ganja. No pressure. <laughs> um, what, what started your sober journey and how was that like spiritually? Oh my God. Well, I was somebody that like truly 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 was just my life was going nowhere quick and I just needed to get it together and it was it got really bad and really scary and um it was like I needed I just needed to like there was no other option I would be dead or you Mm. know in jail or something and uh but I just had a really hard time getting uh a wake-up call it was a lot of just sort of like oh that was crazy last night anyway uh you know I wasn't really having anything serious affecting other people there's there's a point where it becomes less funny as you get older right I've had a lot of experience with like bad nights out and I went to rehab at age 19 I should be dead so like I, I relate yeah, yeah. I, I've heard people say like it starts out fun, then it's fun with problems, and then it's just problems. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where it was just problems. Mm. And so then I finally like got a wake up call and mm-hmm. and I uh, stopped. And I don't know. My life has been so much better. Uh, of course, I yeah. You know, I'm not one of these sober people that that thinks that people that it's all bad and you know, no one should drink and no one should do drugs. I don't think that way at all. It's just for me personally, it was mm-hmm. not doing anything good for me. And I just, I don't have the personality type that I can just uh, do it for, for, I can't do anything just for fun. Anything like good. I, I need all of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, even during the pandemic, it was like candy and uh, ice cream and, you know, like it, <laughs> it just ships from thing to thing. So it's mm-hmm. just a matter of staying on top of it. Um, so I will say that once I got sober, I I realized how much fear I was living in and Mm -hmm. so many things I was too afraid to do. I couldn't get on stage. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything because I convinced myself that I needed, um, to drink or do drugs or whatever in order to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of that moment in the movie where you realize like, no, it was in you the whole time. (laughs) those things and actually that's sort of what I'm going through with uh drag me personally uh my experience with drag so much of it was wanting to be seen in a feminine way being born male and uh 
it was a great way to get me out of the house and to get me to mm -hmm. explore and be creative and be uh, a comedian and do so many things um, because I wasn't comfortable being out of drag. And, and then I realized, you know, I don't, I, I think I am uh, hiding a bit behind the wigs and not unlike the way I was with alcohol, you know, where I felt like, oh, I need to have all this stuff on just so I can uh, be myself. And it's like, no, the myself is in there. It's just a matter of working on my relationship with, uh, with accessing it. Um, because, you know, and it's just like, and I'm not saying, you know, please don't get confused when I'm saying that drag or drugs and alcohol or anything is is bad at all it's just my relationship with it was that i was using it to hide behind and um and well, it was I, like a gateway drag like yeah, it yeah. got you I, into your feminine uh -uh. <laughs> totally it was so good for that um but then it got to a point where i was like i'm i'm hiding you know and mm. and this doesn't feel um authentic anymore it just kind of feels like i don't know it's yeah it's it's just so now I, I feel I'm in this really exciting time right now where I'm exploring and having all these new experiences outside of being considered a drag queen. And, and mm -hmm. I love it so much. And I've mm -hmm. never I've never felt comfortable being uh, doing anything. I mean, I, I got to a point with drag where I wouldn't I didn't I didn't exist if I wasn't in drag. I mean, I did. I did do drag maybe five to seven times a week. I did it a lot. I mean, again, I'm an addict, but mm. I, uh, it became my social life. It became my work life. It became basically if I wasn't dressed that way or presenting that way, I was like hat down low, uh, you know, just didn't want anyone to look at me. I just kind of stayed at home. I didn't, I didn't exist. I just really didn't exist. And um, so now I'm, existing uh without having all that stuff on and, and and i'm still doing now i'm viewing it more as it's it's still me it's just me playing dress up and and mm. it's a fun mm. side of me and, I, and it gives me permission to be my silliest and and just you know i don't know i've just changed my relationship with it as as i've moved forward post uh lockdown mm -hmm. yeah i love that it's it's all you it's always been you Right. And, you know, mm. podcasting has actually been great for me, too, because, mm. you know, the podcast, it's like, yeah, I do it as my drag persona. But like, really, that's just, it's just me behind mm -hmm. a microphone. And it's just it's been really great for me because I think people I felt this sense of people being really distracted by the way that I was looking. You know, they wanted to to focus on the fact that I had all the, you know, embellishments on mm -hmm. as a drag queen and and I was I would often be like well I wish you would listen to what I'm saying instead of just being so caught up in that yes. uh, so it was really good uh to do a podcast where there's no distraction of of what I'm wearing and so of course people that listen to the show I'm always wearing like a full length gown and uh you know pageant attire <laughs> Your name is like one of my favorites I've ever heard. Ross Dress for Less. I love Ross. So <laughs> Leah talks about it all the time. We both love it, but Leah specifically <laughs> talks about Ross all the time. Love oh my Ross. God. Yes. I just, when I heard the name Ross, which, you know, I'd known that name, but when I, when I heard it at this specific moment, I was like, that is such a, f like, I just love that name. It's like, to me, it just, it's like powerful. I don't know. It's just a z, like it ends with a Z and it's just, I don't know. I just think of like a powerful woman with the name mm -hmm. Roz. And then, and then I was just, I just came out of my mouth, like Roz, Roz dress for Les, like put a Z on all of it. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I'm, so they good. call me the bargain bin beauty because I'm, I'm a uh, thrifty queen. And mm -hmm. so I've always been about the Dresden for Les. And, yes. and you know, it also like when I got into drag, I was like, well, I have to make this, I have to be realistic here because drag, especially as time has gone on, gone on, it's gotten to this point where it's all about how fancy and couture mm -hmm. and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm, and at the time I was like, I ain't got no money. And so 
maybe if I do the old bully tactic of like, I make the joke first yes. and I say that I, I know my clothes are cheap, then maybe <laughs> nobody will uh, come for me. And so, uh, yeah. I feel like I, that about calling, calling ourselves basic witches and I'm yeah, a basic totally. witch. Cause like, I'll it's always like, feel basic. There's so much to learn. Yeah. If anyone wants to come for you, it's like, and what? Like, I know that. Yeah. Like, I already, <laughs> yes. I know that. I know that, bitch. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and then, but I take so much pleasure in like, this outfit I have on is was four dollars. You spent seven hundred dollars on that outfit, and I imagine the pay difference here. Like I'm making good money because I always spend three dollars. Yes, <laughs> and I'm gonna wear it twenty times. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna make so much money wearing this three dollar outfit. Yes, and literally. no one is going to be like, no, it's cheap. You don't deserve to work. Like, no, it's all about how you wear it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, listeners, know I'm the Goodwill Hunting Queen. I used to run a styling service out of Goodwill, and like oh. literally everything you see me in is from a thrift store, oh, head to toe thrift queen. Yeah, I'm right there with I you. It. I get so much pleasure out of it, and like. It just feels so good. It's treasure hunting. It is treasure hunting. And when you get that treasure, it's like they are, my whole home is treasures, you know? Yes, everything has a story, right? Like, you know where you found each thing. Yes. Totally. And it's a specific type of person that wants to, that is willing to go through that hunt because, you know, you have to, you have to love the process because Mm -hmm. it's, um, it can take hours and hours. And, you know, I spend yes. so many, I've spent so many days of my life where I just go to a, a thrift store or an antique store or something. And it's like, I leave empty handed and that's just part of it. But mm-hmm. then other times, but then that makes it even better when you do get the goods. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And it's also not adding to the mass production that we don't oh, need yeah. in the world. It's yeah. It's re- literally recycling. Mm-hmm. You know, another good thing about it is if you wear vintage, this has always been my philosophy because I can't keep up with the trends changing 24 <laughs> seven. If you wear something that's already out of style, you'll never go out of style. Yeah. You're already out of style. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I'm always like, well, if I buy a bunch of clothes from the seventies, the eighties and nineties, whatever, like they're never, no one's ever going to be like, we don't wear that anymore. It's like, no, we're, we're past that conversation. We haven't been wearing this shit for yeah. 20 years. Well, yeah. again, it's like, it's how you wear it. And everything always comes back right now. Nice. Gen Z is wearing every oh era, my God, 60s, I know. 70s, 80s, 90s, and thousands. So it's so like, much thousands. it's all about how you wear it. Mm. Totally. Totally. And well, I think Roz, back, I oh, were you going to go to the reading? Yes. Do you think it's okay. time? I, it, it's time while you're getting a deck out. Um, oh, I have sirens going by. Sorry. If you, I don't oh, know if you no, didn't even notice. <laughs> I just was going to say on that, on your journey with both drag and drugs and alcohol. And I think it, for listeners, this is going to apply to a lot of areas of life. It's just like going from needing to just wanting, like, mm. I don't need to do drag anymore, but sometimes I want to. Yeah, it still totally. feels good sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that was something like drag. It's you literally cannot do it if you don't love it. And, and I <laughs> do like stand love up. it. Yes, it is the same mm-hmm. as stand up in that way where you have to be on that grind. And you're the only thing that gets you through that is because you love it so much. Right. Yeah. And I still do love drag a lot. Um, I just don't it doesn't serve that purpose that it did for me when I first started anymore. Mm. And so now it's just, now it's more of a fun thing to do as opposed to before it was like, I got to make this be my full-time job. And then it became my full-time job. And then it was just like, now I have to like keep going so I can pay the rent. Like I just, it's a lot, you know, and, and it kind of took the fun out of it for me as well. And, you know, you don't want the things that make you so happy to become, you know, something that's, not fun anymore it's like something like that is meant for fun like it's not you know it's not meant to be something that's like oh i gotta go back to work right (laughs) put on my wig and my glitter yeah (laughs) yeah so good to have that awareness on it and when it Mm -hmm. does start to feel like not fun take a step back and then reapproach if you want you just gotta check in with yourself you know in I, I, that's something that sobriety, I'm very grateful that that gave me this opportunity to 
to do that. I mean, I just didn't, it never would have occurred to me to even check in with myself before. And now it's just every day. And I do morning pages is a really big thing for me. Me too. I wake Obsessed. Up and I get that junk out of my brain. I, yeah. I give myself pep talks. I, I think about mm. how I want my days to go. You know, I, it's just good to check in and however that is, you know, meditative or, or whatever you want to do. It's just good to say, is this what I want to be doing? How do I get to where I yes. want to be? Work um, and how can I shift if not? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all that you were talking about at the beginning, all that work you do to keep the vibe high uh-huh. <laughs> doesn't just mm-hmm. happen. No, it's you know, work. And listen, if you do, if you do believe in demons and and dark energy, it's believed (laughs) that those types of, which scare, that scares me. I mean, you can't take the Catholicism out of my brain somewhere deep (laughs) in there. That's the thing that keeps me up at night because I hear ghost stories 24 seven and the things that scare me the most are demons and, and that kind of darkness. And what I hear is that those things are looking for the darkness. And so I try to live in a state of like, you got nothing over here. There's no, (laughs) this is not the party you want to be at. Okay. You're not going to find it here. So move along. And so it's like, how do I, maybe even that's subconsciously a uh, motivation for me to always keep that frequency up. Mm -hmm. I love um, it. Yeah, you know, the positivity is like a protection. Whatever works. Yeah. Like a protection yeah. spell almost. Yeah. Charge totally. a cover, be like demons. It's yeah, it's 30 bucks. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Okay. Let's do your reading. Okay. Yes. Down. Read me. What awesome. do you do? You have anything on the heart or mind? Any um, question? Tell me about my love life. Mm, love it. Okay. I have the goddess guidance Oracle deck. Um, I've been, been shuffling this bad girl, but, um, let's all take a deep inhale and hold it at the top and think about Roz's love life. Mm. Okay. I immediately heard play and I saw you dancing. You're wearing like a seventies get up with flares and like very colorful. And you're dancing on one of those rainbow, like disco floors. Ooh. I feel like that's where you're going to meet someone. Oh, okay. Now I have to say that as I inhaled, I had like a little teeny little burp. Uh, does that mean anything? <laughs> well, maybe something's getting out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a maybe a tiny bit of fear about it just released is what I'm feeling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because we both saw joy. I saw joy. You know it. what gives me fear is dancing at a club. That gives. Oh my me- god. Um, but I, Maybe but you, should do you it know, then. I've, yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. something I've learned is you got to lean into that. Stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. This feels very on point. White okay. Tara sensitivity. You are becoming increasingly sensitive, avoid harsh relationships, environments, situations, and chemicals. Basically what you're already doing, keeping it pure, keep the vibe high. Okay, and like, I'm on this, the path. Yes. And this is always like an affirmation that like, um, take care of yourself and, and come back to you. Let's see. And the fact that you asked say. about love life and it said avoid harsh relationships. You know, what's so funny is that I'm in a time right now where I'm like, of course I, I would like to date or to have somebody around, but I'm also like, I'm really working on myself right now. I'm really Mm -hmm. trying to become the best version of me before I start dating. So that's why I'm kind of curious. Mm, This is so affirmative. Okay. Could you describe this card for listeners? Um, Now it is, who is, is that? It's not Ganesh. That's white Tara. White Tara. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Well, it's a, a lady would appear um and she's sitting on is that a lotus mm-hmm. uh, and um and there's like a sun around her i believe mm-hmm. um she's uh she's kind of giving you like j-lo versace dress with her cleavage yes. um just giving yes. you just enough just um enough. And she looks very uh peaceful and mm-hmm. uh content beautiful 
Yeah. The colors are like light green, light blue, very pastel, very like soft and angelic. Okay. Let's see. Message from White Tara. As you've purified your inner world of thoughts, actions, and intentions, it's natural that you seek purity in your outer world as well. Wow. This is to acknowledge your heightened sensitivity, which is as real as it seems. You've stripped away the outer protective layers of unneeded defenses, which blocked your psychic and spiritual awareness. Now you're on the path of ascension, which calls for your heightened awareness. And with this awareness comes new levels of sensitivity to the impure and harsh. Your body is a trustworthy instrument of measurement of your tolerance level. Steer clear of that which your body signals you to avoid. Take excellent care of your body and it shall serve you well. Various meanings of this card. Acknowledge and honor your sensitivity. Take steps to protect yourself from negativity. Oh my gosh. Avoid chemicals. Steer clear of situations with loud noise, crowds, violent media, and other triggers. I mean. I mean. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's like stripped down the unnecessary layers and you're like, I don't Uh need to always do seven days a week drag. Uh-huh. Yeah. White Tara is a female Buddha and Hindu mother creator. She represents purity, maturity, and compassion. The eyes on her hands, feet, and forehead allow her to be aware of all prayers. She helps us to live long and peaceful lives. I have I don't I don't know anything about White Tara un- until now. That's amazing. She, she might be a goddess that wants your attention. Okay. To work with you. I love it. Ooh, I feel like you're going to get more signs of white Tara, like in the coming days. Ooh, yes. Definitely let us know if you do. Please. Okay. But you see, this is what I'm talking about with like getting a reading or whatever, where I think it's really good for that confirmation that you're on the right path. Yeah. Also the protecting yourself from negativity, how you had just Uh described your self-care in the morning. And you're wearing white. (laughs) Oh my God. You are wearing white. Oh my God. White Tara. So yeah. And also that awareness, that paying attention to your sensitivity that we started out talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Which, that was good. That was like this whole conversation in a card. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about witchcraft more. Are we done? Where are we at with this? <laughs> oh, we're, so we're kind of done, but we can uh, we can talk another time. Yeah, we can link okay. up again. Let's do that. Yeah, if you yeah. want to ask us the questions, we'll come on your show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you all I'm about always our, so curious about, about witchcraft. And I've, I've, I even bought a few books during the pandemic. Nice. But, um, but again, I'm like, there's a lot to learn about. It is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> witchcraft to know. equals yeah. wisdom. So it's literally like you're never going to know it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Well, let's. Uh, tell listeners where they can find all your goodness. Where do you want them to go, Roz? Sure. Well, if you're an Instagram person, I'm at Roz Hernandez. Uh, I have my podcast called Ghosted by Roz Dresfiles. And I, you can get it wherever you get podcasts. There's new episodes every Thursday. And I bet if you looked through, you know, I've done it for over two years now. And there's the good thing about ghost stories is that the ghost stories kind of don't have a shelf life. So you could go back and you could still hear the stories. You know, you might hear a little bit in the intro of me being like, there's this thing called COVID. Like you can skip through that part, but you can listen to the stories. And I bet if you looked through the feed on Apple podcasts or wherever you get podcasts that you'd be like, Oh my God, I know that person or this person, you know, there's a lot of celebrities. Uh, I've had on my idol Elvira, uh, AKA Sandra Peterson and Nicole Bob. Fire, um, Wendy McClendon Covey, um, God, so many celebrities and Karen Kilgariff, Bailey Sarian, um, Jack Osborne. I have a really fun one coming up with Chris Colfer, who is on Glee and he's an incredible author now. And, and if you're a fan of drag, there's a lot of drag queens that have been on the show that are, you know, legendary drag queens, also a lot of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race drag queens come on and 
there's something for everyone. I like to try to have all different kinds of voices. Well, not every kind of voice, but you know, I like to have a diversity. <laughs> you of, curate uh, a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want too much like crazy conspiracy. I don't know. Uh, you know, the type, I don't want that vibe around, but I do have a lot of different types of people from different cultural beliefs and different um, life experiences that share their insights on this stuff as well. So um, it's, it's fun. It's a good time and we keep it fun and we keep it funny. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And always spooky. Yes. yes. Our favorite. <laughs> and in closing a basic blessing, this is something we're each grateful for today and any of us can start. Oh my goodness. Ooh. <sighs> I'm hearing my childhood self. She's so grateful for like everything I've, this, this life I've set up for myself. She's like, yes, no homework, eat whatever we want. Fuck whoever we want. <laughs> like we look good. We feel good. I'm just grateful for everything I've co-created in my life. Mm. I will piggyback off of that. I am grateful for Rachel and for basic witches and this magical podcast that we created three years ago today. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so I'm saying what I'm grateful for. Yeah. yeah. It could be like Cheetos. Like it can literally be I'm anything you feel grateful so for. So many things. I'm so grateful that you guys have me on. This is so fun getting to Same. meet you and talk about this stuff. Uh, I'm grateful for my dog who I love so, so much. And um, he's just the best and he's gotten me through a tough year. And so I'm just very grateful for him. Oh, so glad you have him. Yeah. And we're so glad to have had you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What a joy. I'm going to think of you every time I go to Ross now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs>